Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm looking at the European markets again this week with my colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova, our European Energy Risk Manager. And one of the interesting things at the moment is just how much inflation there is in commodities generally and, and the wider impact on, on fuels. But starting with oil specifically, Petra, what's the situation in the oil market at the moment? Prices continue steep recovery and are currently comfortably trading above $70 per barrel. This level was previously the level from which oil prices bounced several times and they have failed to breach this level on several occasions previously. Now, especially due to the progress in vaccination and view that the demand will continue recovering and due to ongoing draws from crude oil inventories, prices managed to breach these levels and there is also further potential for increase. So Petra, what's the sentiment amongst investors? What's been going on with the buying activity in the oil market? Currently, hedge funds and other money managers are positioning themselves long and short sellers were actually forced to start buying their positions back due to the uptrend in prices. Longer terms, investors are expecting that prices could top uh, $80 per barrel, especially by the end of the year, where the last missing point for oil prices to fully recover is the return of the jet oil as soon as the international travel returns. Further bullish sentiment is, of course, coming from the fact that, as I mentioned, demand is recovering and the sentiment among producers and money managers and other investors is that the market would be able to absorb extra volume even if it came from US Shale, OPEC Plus or even the potential Iranian supply if sanctions were lifted. Well, this is something consumers are going to have to get used to. The flip side to the good economic news and the positive response to vaccines and so on, increased demand and higher prices. And of course, it's not just in the oil market. Coal and carbon have been edging upwards too. What's the situation there? In terms of coal market, we were looking at some global tightness. Some of the major coal producing countries were facing some supply interruptions and unfortunately they were facing these supply interruptions sort of simultaneously. So there were some interruptions in countries that do represent nearly 70% of the global supply. What is also supporting at the moment is the cost or the level of Baltic dry index, which is the cost of the freight of dry commodities. And we know that there are particular countries at the moment, as China, who are stockpiling on coal and also any other dry commodities. So there are currently stronger rates across vessels. That's interesting. So again, it's it's the impact of Asian and Chinese demand uh, and the stockpiling you mentioned that, that's part of the factor here. But of course, there are other things going on with carbon in the European markets, aren't there? And, and the sentiment, I, I guess, still remains pretty bullish on the strength of climate policy and what this means for carbon pricing, doesn't it? It does, of course. I mean, further upside in carbon market cannot be ruled out. 
At the moment, we are looking at carbon pricing trading in the range between 50 and 55 euros. The interesting sort of observation at the moment is the response of the European carbon prices to UK carbon auctions. Already on two occasions around the UK auction day, we saw a significant sell-off in the European carbon market and on both occasions, carbon prices eased and tested levels around 50 euros per ton. There is a potential that 50 would be tested again around the next carbon auction, which is happening tomorrow. And we've also observed some bearish news around free allocation. It looks like Germany will start distributing around 129 million allowances to heavy industry from July. So that could potentially mean some further downside. Well, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. As you say, German industry, hugely politically important. And with carbon prices edging around 50 euros a tonne, rather, it's unsurprising the German government uh, uh, takes their competitive situation seriously, perhaps. And very interesting to see what happens after the auctions that are coming up. Turning now to power surprise, you know, what's been happening with spot pricing in Europe? Spot pricing in Europe has been volatile and heavily supported. We are looking at the situation when we have low wind and high temperatures. Wind has been subdued this week, but it's likely to start picking up from next week around the 20th of June. So there would be some potential for the downside. As we were looking at high temperatures around Europe, of course, there were some worries or doubts about the especially nuclear supply in Europe. But fortunately, the heat wave in France and in Germany didn't overlap and there were no issues in terms of supply. But of course, if the heat wave was to persist into the summer and if it was to spread across various European countries at the same time, there could be some supply interruptions. Well, it only seems like a few weeks ago, and I suppose it was, that we were still experiencing temperatures below seasonal norms. So we flipped rather fast into into the opposite situation now, where the power demand uh, peak is coming for a cooling. And, and that's great when it coincides with a lot of solar power. But of course, when the wind resource drops off, that can leave the market a little tight. But as you say, there's lots of capacity out there, and uh, it looks like the, the forecast for next week might be rather better in terms of wind output, which presumably will keep prices in check but in terms of the wider market maintenance interconnectors and all that kind of thing presumably not too much to worry about for european consumers we are in the middle of the gas maintenance season so at the moment there are various supply interruptions of course happening some of them were planned some of them were unplanned by the looks of the schedule, the maintenance is currently peaking and there should be potentially some improved situation as we slide into July. Maybe an interesting point to mention maintenance, which is something physical and something we can actually maybe schedule or organize. Last week, there has been solar eclipse in Europe, which actually impacted on the day up to 23% of the solar supply. So maybe it's just an interesting fact to mention that apart from geopolitical situation, gas maintenance, we also need to look out for natural phenomena. 
that's an interesting point and sometimes you hear criticisms of renewable systems saying they can't cope with uh, natural phenomena including less frequent ones such as uh, eclipses but the system seems to have managed quite well and providing there's advanced notice something's going to happen it's amazing what you can do with uh, voluntary commercial demand response and storage and so on but anyway let's hope any heat waves aren't too intense or prolonged or if if they are they're not uh, across all of Europe at, at once and turning now to gas we've mentioned the controversial Nord Stream 2 pipeline a number of times which you know is, is getting towards the end stage now what's the current situation somebody sent updates so we heard news from the US confirming then sanctions against Gazprom and other stakeholders in this project uh, were lifted which of course allowed for project to continue Germany has also granted several permissions for works to continue on both land and water. Just a few days ago, we have received a note or we've read news around first line of the two pipeline project being completed. So this is actually now ready for commissioning and ready to be filled in with gas for some further testing. Of course, the project is likely to be completed by the end of the year with the potential for first commercial flows coming as soon as Q122. But Nord Stream 2 project is still in the breach of European rules around the competition in detail around unbundling rules, where there is a requirement that the supplier, the producer and the transporter cannot be the same company, which unfortunately for Nord Stream 2 project Gazprom still is. It's going to be very interesting to see how the um, Commission deals with that situation because, as you say, the unbundling rules say one thing, but on the other hand, Europe wants the gas. So it's going to be an interesting situation to resolve, at least from a consumer's perspective. um, The engineering work is is nearing completion, which has to be a positive thing. And, you know, looking a bit further out onto the curves, what are the prospects for prices over the year ahead, do you think, if the current uh, curves are anything to go by? Several traders were mentioning high premiums on front winter, which is not likely yet to see extra supply from Nord Stream 2 and significantly lower premiums on the summer contract for the next year. Of course, we know that in general, summer contracts would hold less premium as the demand is uh, lower, but several analysts and traders observed these premiums being, being considerably lower which could mean that the extra supply from Nord Stream 2 is already being priced in. That's an interesting observation. I hope it's positive news for consumers at a time when, as you very well explained earlier in our discussion, you know, the prices of commodities generally are on their way up and set to remain uh, pretty firm, I would have thought, for the immediate future. Well, thank you, Petra, for your insights into all of that. Look forward to catching up again on this in a fortnight's time. If you'd like to find out more in the interim, do have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. Have a look at our reports there and look out for another podcast podcast from us again soon.